This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the November series of One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running in 2017. This month, we're going to take a look at one month of 360 degrees of communication in compliance. This month's sponsor is Dun & Bradstreet. The only thing that is constant right now in the regulatory environment is change. Supply chain leaders and compliance professionals alike continue to struggle with how to best adequately identify, screen, and gain visibility into ownership structures of third parties and or customers so that they understand exactly who they are doing business with. Companies can knowingly finance goods that are potentially obtained illegally or sold on the black market. Procurement teams that are unaware of third-party activities and have antiquated systems, they put their company at risk. Without proper visibility, these teams could unknowingly be funding terrorism or even engaging in human trafficking. In-depth research is needed to identify ultimate beneficial owners and third-party risks. No business ties to corrupt practices such as human trafficking or money laundering is going to self-report, so companies must take this work on themselves and obtain third-party data needed to determine risk, mitigate exposure, and protect their brand and comply with regulations. Dun & Bradstreet offers an end-to-end comprehensive solution to help organizations tackle this exact complexity. Leverage Dun & Bradstreet's complete due diligence reporting to know your vendor and your third-party partners. Do not expose yourself to undue risk. Contact Dun & Bradstreet today to learn more about vendor onboarding, supply risk management, and comprehensive compliance check. This month I'm going to tackle the concept of 360 degrees of communication and compliance. We're going to take a look at it from a variety of ways and mechanisms. We're going to consider the chief compliance officer and his or her role in communications. We're going to take a look at how you can facilitate a two-way conversation of communications while sitting in the CCO suite. We're going to consider some of the leadership and other components of a CCO's role and how they will help you have a more robust and indeed holistic approach to compliance. We're going to consider the bottom-up approach to communications by utilizing communications techniques for your employees, third parties, contractors, and those that may come into contractual relationship with your company through the supply chain. We're going to consider 360 degrees of communications through operationalization of compliance and culture. It's going to be a very interesting month. I think as a CCO, you will learn quite a bit. And at the end of the month, you will not only have information which will allow you to be a more well-rounded CCO, but bring a much more holistic approach to your compliance function. My year-long series of one month to a more effective compliance program and the November edition of one month of 360 degrees of communication and compliance are a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day three, social media and 360 degrees of compliance. 
Next, I want to focus on how one company and one chief compliance officer actively use social media to make more effective the company's compliance program. The company is done in Bradstreet and its chief compliance officer, Louis Sapperman, whom I visited with about his company's integration of social media into compliance. Initially, Sapperman emphasized the tech-savvy nature of the company's workforce. It is not simply about having a younger millennial-aged workforce. If your company is in the services business, it probably means an employee base using technological tools to deliver solutions. He also pointed to the data-driven nature of Dun & Bradstreet's business. So using technological tools to deliver products and solutions is something the company has been doing for quite a while. This use of technological tools has led companies to consider how such techniques could be used internally in disciplines which may not have incorporated them into their repertoires previously. Not surprisingly, with <clears throat> most any successful corporate initiative, Sapperman said it all begins with tone from the top of the organization, and in Dun & Bradstreet's case, literally the company's chief executive officer, Robert Kerrigan. Sapperman said that the CEO saw the advantage of using social media internally and challenged many in his organization to take a new look at the manner in which their functions were using social media. From there, Sapperman and his team saw the advantages of using social media for facilitating a two-way communication and indeed a 360-degree view of communication. Sapperman comprehended the possibilities for use of social media with those external to the company as well. Internally, Sapperman pointed to a tool called Chatter, which he uses similarly to those in using Twitter, engaged in a tweet-up. He has created an internal company brand in the compliance space, which he has labeled hashtag do the right thing, which trends on the company's Chatter environment. He uses this hashtag when he facilitates a chatter jam, which is a real-time social media discussion about compliance. He puts his compliance team into the event, and they hold it at various times during the day so it can be accessed by Dun & Bradstreet employees literally anywhere in the world. He said that he seeds the chatter jam so that employees are aware of the expectations and to engage in discussions respectfully with others. When they begin, when he began this process, <clears throat> he also reminded employees that if they had specific or individual concerns, they should bring them to himself directly as the chief compliance officer or through the company's hotline. However, he does not have to make this admonition more than once, as everyone seemed to understand the ground rules. Now, the seating only relates to the topics that each chatter jam begins with going forward. One of the general concerns lawyers tend to have about the use of social media is with the general and specific topics coming up on social media and the ill it may cause the organization. Sapperman believes that while such untoward situations can arise, if you make clear the ground rules around such discussions, these types of issues do not usually arise. And that's been his experience at Dun & Bradstreet. Each employee uses their own names during a chatter jam, so there is employee accountability and transparency as well. Sapperman said they further define each communication through a hashtag, hashtag so that it can not only be immediately defined, but also can be searched in the archives going forward. He provided examples of regulatory issues and privacy that he's dealt with. 
This branding also enhances the process going forward. I asked Sapperman if he could point to any specific compliance initiatives that arose during or from these chatter jams. He emphasized that these events allow employees the opportunity to express their opinions about the compliance function and what compliance means to them in their organization. One of the discussions was around the company's code of conduct. He said that employees wanted to see the words, do the right thing, as the name of the code of conduct. So he incorporated that directly into the name. I inquired about Dun & Bradstreet's use of social media and connection with their third parties. Sapperman said that the company allows some of them to access its internal chatter tools to facilitate direct communications with the compliance function. Further, these external contractors can connect with Sapperman and the company through Twitter. He said that he is constantly communicating to the greater body of customers about the compliance initiatives or compliance reminders on what the Dun & Bradstreet compliance function is doing and how it is going about doing them. He believes that it is an important communications tool and <clears throat> to make sure that he and his team are getting the compliance message out there to his customers, in other words, his employees. Sapperman also described using Chatter in a manner that almost sounded like Facebook in its new live video function. He said he can deliver short video vignettes about compliance to employees. The compliance function or the employee base can develop these for distribution. All of these initiatives Sapperman described drive home some important points. The first is how compliance, like society, has evolved in many ways even faster. As more millennials move into the workforce, the more your employee base will have used social media all their lives. Once upon a time, email was a revelatory innovation, and certainly was for me. Now, if you are not communicating, you are falling behind the eight ball, and that's communicating in compliance. Employees expect their employers to act like and treat them like it is the present day, not 1994 or even 2004. Next is that these tools can go a long way towards enhancing your compliance program through the use of a 360-degree view going forward. Recall that the declination to prosecute Morgan Stanley received uh, by the company from the Department of Justice back in 2012 One of the reasons cited in the DOJ that uh, provided the declination were 35 compliance reminders sent via email over seven years to the person charged with the FCPA violation. You can use your archived social media communication as evidence that you have continually communicated your company's expectations around compliance. It is equally important that these declarations expectations are documented. And yes, I do get to say that even in 360 degrees of communication and compliance, the three most important concepts are still document, document, document. Finally, never forget the social part of social media. Social media is a two-way communication. You are not only setting expectations, but also these tools allow you to receive back communications from your employees. The Dun & Bradstreet experience around the name change for its code of conduct is but one example. You can see that you can also see that if you have several concerns expressed, it could alert you earlier to begin some detection and move towards prevention in your compliance program. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, first I would ask you to think about how 360 degrees of communication work in the compliance function and most particularly in your organization. Number two, 
focus on the social part of social media in addition to the media part of social media. Social means a group discussion. It means a discussion. It means listening. It means communicating up and down. Focus on the social part. And finally, taking a step back, utilize your own corporate social media to have a conversation. I'm sure you have some functions or tools in there you may not even be using or or could not even be aware of. So go down and have a conversation with the head of your IT, head of your marketing, and see what's available to you in the compliance function. This is Tom Fox. Thank you for joining me on day three of one month to 360 degrees of communication and compliance. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day four. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to 360 Days of Communication and Compliance. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast as it would help in our rankings and also help get the word out about the only daily compliance podcast involving the nuts and bolts of compliance. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsor for this month, Dun & Bradstreet. I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode. The podcast series in November, one month to 360 degrees of communication is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.